everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, the National Jewish Council for Disabilities. And I want to welcome everybody back to the stream, to the network, after what I hope was an enjoyable Pesach. Uh, definitely restful for some, definitely not restful for others. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. I'm looking forward to being joined by uh, Batya Jacob from Yachad. Um, and we have a lot to talk about, but before we get into anything else, let's just get off with a good song. Here is Leif Tahor, Imesh Kachech.
And that was Imesh uh, Kachich by Leif Tahor. Just to explain to everybody, now that we're during Svira, uh, the policy of the Nachum Siegel Network, uh, which is also done on Jame the Aim with Nachum every morning, uh, is to play music that is either a cappella or that is a little more somber uh, in nature. So we're going to be sticking with that uh, policy for the next couple of weeks here on the Jewish Reaction. Um, but right now we, I am being joined by Batya Jacob, who's the Director of Educational Support uh, at Yachad. Batya, this is not your first time on the radio here at the Nachum Single Network, but welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. Thank you. Glad to be back. Uh, before we get into the important stuff, um, there's something that I want to want you to share with everybody. Uh, well, two things, actually. One is going back to, we haven't had a show in a couple of weeks um, because of the holidays, and because I uh, I went away, um, but there was a staff meeting at Yachad a couple of weeks ago, held right after Purim, um, and we also held a costume contest at that staff meeting. That is, is that correct? I wasn't there, but that that's what correct. I heard. That is correct. And rumor has it that I, you won the costume contest. I won first Co- contest. I won first prize with my. Um, Social work students, Blaine Nam. Who's a social work student at Columbia. At Columbia. We were a tooth and a tube of toothpaste. Um, tooth and a tube of toothpaste. Yes. Who had, was which? I was the tooth. He was the toothpaste. He okay. was, I believe, Crest. Oh, very nice. Um, we still have not seen our prize. Just a note to Yachad and the OU. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what your prize was supposed to be? Wasn't it supposed to be a year of OU certified kosher goods? I think it was a year <laughs> of being able to guest star with you on this radio oh, show. Oh, well, you've heard it here now. <laughs> <laughs> Newest co-host of the Jewish Reaction is Batya Jacob. <laughs> so, well, congratulations to you on that very well-deserved honor. Thank you. You should be very proud together, you and Blaine. Uh, really did a great job coming up with that, with that costume. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, and the second thing, which I, I think I want to hear from other people also, from our listeners, and if you have a better story than what Baya is about to tell you, uh, please email me at hagler-e at ou.org and let me know your story. Uh, we're going to be giving out prizes to anybody who has a better uh, story than what Baya is about to tell. Um, Baya, how many people were at your Seder the first night of Pesach? Oh, it was really small this year. It was about 40, 46. 46 people. 46 people yeah. had Seder in your house. Yes. And you did everything for them. Yeah. I did most of the cooking. I actually purchased some pre-cooked chicken. Uh-oh. Scandalous. Pizza, scandalous. <laughs> um, other than that, we did. I did all the cooking. Um, we had both Ashkenazi and Sephardic minhagim represented. So we had salt water to dip in for the Ashkenazim and lemon juice to dip in for the Sardim. Lemon sardim. juice? I didn't know that. Well, my husband's family's from India, and in India back then they didn't have salt. Oh. Um, if you remember the Gandhi story, right. so they used lemon juice instead of salt. Wow, that's actually interesting. And what did you guys use for carpas? We used parsley. Parsley? You know, my in-laws do that also. My, father my wife and I were by potatoes. my in-laws in Edison, and my, my family always did potatoes, but parsley is so hard to eat raw. Just to dip it in salt and take a bite. Yeah. Like yeah. parsley is probably really good when it's in soup or something else. But just take a bite of parsley is you painful. Know, the carpus is supposed to not only remind you of spring and of um, vegetation where the Jews ate only vegetables in Mitzrayim because of kashras. It's also supposed to, if you look at the opposite spelling of carpus, it's perach, mm. which um, means hard work. 
And so because it's hard work to get the parsley down. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this year, which I was very proud of, this is the third year in a row that my wife and I were by my in-laws for the Sadarm. That is something um, to be proud of. <laughs> for my in-laws. My parents <laughs> wish that we were with them. Yes. But my family goes to Florida, and Mashani, my wife, is a doctor, and she was working over Yontif. Um, but finally this year, we switched to potato. Wow. And it was much, I think, overall, much more enjoyable Seder because of that. You know, you end up trying to pick out parsley from your teeth. While you're doing maggot, because well, it's, it's 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 parsley. What we do um, to keep the kids really entertained, we started this last year. We have a um, makos candy plate, and each maka, each of the plates is represented by a different type of candy or treat. The kids answer questions when we get to that part of the seder, and if they answer the questions correctly, they get the treat. What's so the treat for dumb for blood? We use dumb little jello shots. Cute. Um, we used green candy for the frogs and um, the non-perials, the chocolates with the white dots on it right. for the kingdom for the lice. Each one has a different thing. So is that your project also? In addition so, to having to cook for 46 people, you have so to come up I with cute ideas also. for all the plagues? I do. We actually shared it this year with our Yachad um, coordinators around the country. Because we started an edible Torah project this year where every week I send them a different edible type of project that has to do with either the Chag or the Parsha every week. That's great. So this was our Pesach program for them, and the coordinators loved it. They used it in their Yachad group. That's really, really very cute. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined today by Batya Jacob, who's the director of educational support uh, for Yachad. So Batya, like she just said, had 46 people at her Seder, the first night of, of Yantif, of Pesach, of Passover. If you have a funny story, an interesting story, a bigger party, or something strange that happened at your Seder, please tell me. Please send me an email. It's hagler-e at ou.org. And to anybody who I think has a better story than Baya's, 46 people, along with a fun, edible game for the kids uh, from Akos, to please, uh, we're going to be sending out some prizes, so please send it to me again. It's hagler-e at ou.org. Um, just out of curiosity, how many people did you have the second night? 17. Oh, that's a piece of cake. Easy. That's a piece of cake. Flourless cake. Wow. That is... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, all right. One last question about the Seder. Yes. What time did you finish with 46 people the first night? 12.30. What? Yeah. We finished at 12.30 and we were 15. We have it down to a system. I we guess. Know how, how many years serve. have you been doing it at that, that um, almost that kind of size? Probably the last eight, nine years. Ah, so you've perfected it by now. So yeah. 46 is like eight to me. We've had up to 65. Oh, my God. Has anybody had more than 65 people at their Seder in their home? I'm not talking about a communal get-together. <laughs> if you have, please email me, hagler-e at ou.org, and uh, we'll be sending out some prizes. Bye. Let's talk a little bit about work. Um, first, let's just tell everybody about this new initiative that we have with... Uh, Yad Vashem in dealing with uh, Holocaust education, being that Yom HaShoah is coming up uh, this coming Sunday night. So one of the things we do at Yachad is we run um, educational symposiums, professional development programs, webinars for educators around the country, um, specifically on special ed type of subjects and inclusion of children who have different learning styles and learning challenges into the classroom. Um, this year we were approached, Yachad was approached by Yad Vashem's International Education Department to help them facilitate a Yad Vashem um, run training program for teachers in the New York and New Jersey area. We connected them with 
the New Jersey Holocaust uh, Education Department, which is run by Paul Wiener. And um, they put together a three-day symposium in different places around New Jersey last month where we had about a 1,000 teachers coming from public schools and Jewish day schools to teach the teachers how to teach Holocaust studies to the students. Wow. And this, this was held in person or this was done? This was held in person. They sent educators to New Jersey from Israel. Okay. Um, they talked about teaching children as young as five and six through college age. Wow, that's wild. I mean, I'll tell you, I remember for me the first time um, that I ever, I guess, was faced with the Holocaust or had it come up uh, was that my, my aunt's mother was sitting Shiva. Uh, this is, I must have been six or seven years old, so this is 22 years ago. Uh, oh, I gave away my age. Man, you're young. Crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, and I remember seeing on her arm, the, the numbers on her arm, and I had, as a six or seven year old, I had no idea what it was, and I'm a twin, and my sister and I both saw it, and we both had, you know, we both asked my mom, like, what is that? And that was, you know, that started... But I would have to imagine it's probably a difficult conversation for a parent, but um, that was the first time that I had any kind of exposure uh, to it. But now I just read an article last week, I think in the Times, the New York Times, how the, you know, just the amount of survivors, Holocaust survivors, is just dwindling as we just get further and further away from it. So I would imagine that the education on the Holocaust, about the Holocaust, is all that much more important now than it was Five years ago, 10 years ago, 25 years ago. Absolutely. I think that as the survivors are aging, and um, most of the survivors are now going to be in their 80s or 90s, so they're, they're unfortunately dying out, we need to make sure that we keep their memories alive. We need to make sure we keep this as a real part of our history, not just Jewish history, but world history. We still have so many people in this world who get up and say this never occurred. And we can't allow that. We have to, um, in any way we can, teach our children um, what their forefathers, what their ancestors went through, um, what their grandparents, great-grandparents went through. Right. It's really critical. It's just so important. I mean, I remember this being a big deal, I think, at the time on uh, network television, again, after uh, the movie Schindler's List came out in, I want to say, 94. But I, I could be wrong. It's not really my forte. Um, but I, the movie was on network television, and it was presented by one of the car companies, whatever it was, commercial free. Yeah. Which I think was the first time, at least in a long while, when a movie was shown commercial free on network television, because just the message of the Holocaust and the type of movie that it is, it's hard to you know have a stop to have a commercial about soda or about candy or about a car. Correct. And then come right back to the story. There's also so many books now being written. I'm reading a book now called The Storyteller by Jody Picoult. Jody Picoult is famous for writing all these controversial type of difficult subjects to talk to your children about. And it's all about a survivor, um, a Jewish survivor who comes in contact with her, one of the jailers, one of the Nazis who was in the um, Holocaust with her. And it's really very detailed and specific. Um, it's an interesting book to be reading just before Yom HaShoah. And coming from Pesach, when we talk about slavery and what it was like to be in Mitzrayim, and we talk about how every generation um, feels this slavery and then feels this freedom, reading this book really brings it to life to me, where 
I'm reading about her slavery and I'm waiting for her to become free at the end of the book. Right. And especially, you just said now, there are a lot of books coming out now related to Holocaust. Some, you know, even fiction, nonfiction, it doesn't right. matter. It's more about getting the education out there and getting the message out there, how it's important to not forget. Right. Um, but building on something you just said, you just said, you know, that it, it's, a, it's a topic that's difficult uh, to talk about and to teach about. Um, and that w- I want to bring us back to uh, one of the programs that Yachad is running about topics that are difficult to talk about. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, let's play one more song now to keep our listeners in suspense. Um, again, this is Elliot Hagler and the Jewish Reaction. It's like my, my deal or no deal. You know, open up the case right when we come back. Uh, this is Leif Tahor again uh, with one of my more favorite English-worded songs, um, actually about uh, 9-11 um, catastrophe. Uh, and this is Watch Over Me. Starting to see clearly, clearly. that 
mommy dear, she will be alright. Near God is where she will be. That was Leif Tahor with uh, Watch Over Me. And coming back to a program that we had just spoken about that we were excited about, something that's difficult to talk to and talk about, is a special women's health and wellness series uh, that's being put together by Yachad and by you about bridging the topic of how do we speak to parents, uh, young adults with disabilities, about their changing bodies, about women issues, about cancers facing that population, how did the idea come about? Why is this something that Yachad decided to tackle? Yachad decided to tackle it because we were finding that many of our members, whether they were in our Yachad Shabbatons or our Dehab program or our schools, really didn't uh, have an understanding of what was going on with their bodies, didn't have um, an understanding on how to take care of themselves. And when we look at Yachar, our main focus is to make our members independent and self-reliant as much as possible. You need to be able to take care of yourself to be self-reliant. If you can't figure out how to eat a nutritious me- meals every day, you're not going to be able to keep your body healthy. Um, we had a program two weeks ago, just before Pesach, where we had a doctor from... NYU's Cancer Center, Dr. Erica Friedman, who spoke about um, breast cancer and literally taught the girls who attended how to do breast exams. Um, so it wasn't just talking about it. She talked about the genetics and Jewish genetics of breast cancer, but at a level that these girls would understand. But then she literally showed the girls what it was like to do a breast exam, what was normal, what was not normal. Um this keeps you healthy. On this coming Monday, April 8th, at 7 o'clock at the OU office, 11 Broadway, um, we have two doctors and a doula coming down. They are, the doctors are Dr. Um, Norman Rafsky and Dr. Anna Tirado, who were from New Haven. 
They are going to be speaking, really addressing parents and guardians and caseworkers on how to discuss your puberty and the changing body that your children are going through. Um, Yachin members are certainly welcome. Anybody in the community is welcome to join us. We are focusing specifically on the women for this particular program. We're hoping in the fall to have a similar sort of series for men. But um, these doctors, Dr. Toronto works at Gaylord Hospital in Wallingford, Connecticut. She runs programs specifically to teach women with developmental disabilities about their bodies, about um, menstruation, about pregnancy, about protecting themselves. Um, Dr. Rafsky works with her, and he as well um, talks about these subjects specifically to parents on how to present this subject, which is difficult for any parent to broach, sure. not just for <clears throat> parents with um, children with special needs. And um, the third speaker is Jory Belkin. She is a doula, which is a labor coach, and she's going to be talking about pregnancy, um, pregnancy prevention, stages of pregnancy, um, all that piece, because many of our Yachad women want to get married and want to have that part of a normal life. So we want to be able to educate them in terms of what could happen. There's a big positive of having children, but there's a lot of responsibility too. And taking care of your body is the first part of that responsibility. I think you can, one can make an argument that this type of program would be served well doing it to the broader Jewish community as well. In addition to just the special needs community where it's obviously very important also, but like these are the kind of topics that are important, that have to be discussed, that have to be brought to the forefront. And just because they're of, I don't know what the right word is, of serious nature that involves bodies and changes and whatnot, it's still important, but tends to just be brushed under the table. You know, we're very sensitive that um, the... The OU is obviously an Orthodox organization. Everything we do is under um, Orthodox guidelines, and there is a certain um, emotional piece to this, um, both spiritually and emotionally, um, halachically. So we're very sensitive about what we're presenting, about how it's being presented, um, to keep within those halacha guidelines, to really glorify the fact that we are B'nai Adam, that have been created by Hashem. Um, and as creations of Hashem, we need to take care of ourselves the way Hashem would want us to. Um, and that all of these pieces, the menstruation, the pregnancies, the protection, the cancer protection, all of that is part of what Hashem is asking us to do as Jewish people and as halachic Jews. It's, it's clearly a very important program. For those uh, who, who didn't catch it, there already was one... Um uh, sorry, two of the sessions that were already held. One was back in February, which was on health and nutrition for women. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Marsha Budenstein, the CEO of Start Fresh, join us for that session. And then um, two weeks later, we had a women's cancers one, which you spoke about with Dr. Erica Friedman from the NYU uh, School of Medicine. And luckily, we have two more coming up. Uh, Monday, April 8th, this coming Monday, is Your Daughter is Changing Body, which, as you said, will be with Dr. Norman Rafsky and Dr. Anna Torado uh, from Connecticut, as well as Jory Belkin, a professional doula. And the last one, um, which I think should be the most interesting, I think, to me, and might touch on the most, uh, the, the widest uh, range, will be defining healthy relationships. Uh, we're going to have... Hannah White, who's a community liaison for the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office, and you, Bayu, the Director of International Jewish uh, Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education, speaking on what is an appropriate relationship, what is okay to do, what is not okay for somebody to do or to say to you, and those are important things 
for everybody to know. And how to say yes and when to say no. And that it's okay to say no. And that it's okay to say no. And that it's okay to tell somebody if you're not comfortable with the situation. Who to tell, who's the appropriate person to come to. These are all subjects that our... The Yachad members need to know. The Jewish community needs to know. I, as a parent, need to know how to discuss it with my own children. Right. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, you can go to njcd.org slash women's health, or you can email Batya at Batya, J, B-A-T-Y-A, J, at OU.org, or by phone 212-613-8127. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. Coming back to you after what I hope was an enjoyable and restful Pesach for many of you. Um, and I'm being joined now by Baye Jacob, who's the Director of Educational Support uh, for Yachad's division that serves the special needs population, a, a branch of the OU of the Orthodox Union. Uh, right now, before we move on, we're going to play another song, which is going to be um, done by Journeys and Yaakov Shweki, which is going to be Mama Rachel. Plaintive cry 
gain divine consent a challenge to her maker can the mercy of mere flesh and blood run deeper than yours our creator mama Rachel cry for us again won't you shed a tear for your dear children if you raise your sweet voice now is then the day will come mama Rachel cry for us again won't you shed a tear for your dear children Your voice is still As you heed the call Of me Nico It's our Father's will He who made us all There we ask of you to defy Yet a frightened child Numb from pain and grief Remains forlorn and uncertain Clinging to the faith That it can be As it cries out to its mother, Mame, Mame, Veto, Hamo, Trenen, Sostu, Kissin,
And that was Mama Rachel by Journeys and Yaakov Shweki. Always a really inspirational song to hear. Uh, you're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. And this show is being brought to you by the OU, the Orthodox Union. And I'm being joined today by Batya Jacob, who's the Director of Educational Support uh, for Yachad. And we've been speaking about the Women's Health and Wellness Series that is ongoing uh, here at Yachad with four uh, sessions with the last two being on your daughter's changing body as well as uh, defining healthy relationships. Uh, Baya, why is it so important? Why do you feel the need to, to separate um, the programs by gender and have one for women and one for men as opposed to doing one um, altogether for both both sexes? Um, we really felt that this was very sensitive materials um, and topics and both men and women would feel more comfortable talking um, and sharing their experiences and sharing their concerns if the genders were separated. Um, we just, we felt that it would be, um, difficult for women to open up about some of their concerns, um, for men to open up about their concerns if we put the programs together. So we separated them out. We did the women first, um, as a pilot to see what the response would be. And, um, from the community and from the members. And we're hoping in the fall to run a program similar for men. Um, similar types of topics, but geared towards the men's needs. Right. Okay. Uh, for the two sessions that have already taken place, place one about uh, health and nutrition for women and the second about women's cancers, what type of feedback have you gotten either from attendees and or from the presenters? So the attendees um, have really felt that they were very important topics. Um, they were very grateful that we ran these programs. They said they've learned a lot. They were very pleased to see that the focus was at their level. Very often, to you know, you can go to a library and get a book out about these topics, um, or you can go to a lecture, but they're very often not at the same cognitive level as many of our members. So it was important for us to work with the speakers and the presenters to get it, not to dummy it down or make it babyish, but to put it at a sophisticated yet appropriate cognitive level for our members so they'd really be able to work on this and bring it home with them. We also developed a series of materials for each workshop. Um, I, One of our social work students, Courtney Flynn, um, has been working me with me on this, and we have different types of hands-on materials, what it is to put together a nutritional plate, where we have the, we had the girls um, paste different types of foods and balance it out. You have um, the proper ratios of right. fruits and vegetables, carbs, correct, that correct. kind of stuff. Correct, um, We had them do things like look at their calendars and when is the best time to do a breast check. Um, and to make sure that not only are they recording when the best time is, but also recording that they've actually done it each month. So a lot of hands-on materials have come out of this program as well. Um, I think that's been the major response from the participants. The speakers um, 
really found it was it was enlightening for them to talk to our members. I would imagine that it would be harder for the presenter because it's not always, you know, also in terms of when we spoke about, you know, quote unquote, dumbing it down, it's not dumbing it down, it's making it in a more easily understandable way. But even within that, every member and every participant and every attendee is different. different. So as the presenter to be able to reach everybody who's there from all across, from, you know, as far left to as far right, to be able, I don't mean left and right as in <laughs> just in terms of the, their abilities to understand their cognitive levels. But that's also played into it where our presenters have had to really come to the come to the workshop prepared and then look at who's sitting in the room with them and re-prepare themselves. So they really have to do it on the fly, they really a, have lot to do a lot of thinking on your feet. Yeah. We had the one about the women's breast cancers. We had a young man come. And when the presenter said to him, how come you came tonight? He said, well, I heard men get breast cancer, too. Which is true. Which is very true. Which is true. Um, And he said, I need to learn this also. So she, like, immediately rethought some of her her presentation to to include him as well to fit his needs. Wow. That's really wild. Yeah. Um, Would you say there was different feedback that we got, whether it was the actual participant or whether it was a parent or whether it was a residence manager? Um, I think so. I think that the parents looked at it as, here's another opportunity for me to learn how to talk to my children. I think that the members felt we're giving them the information. We're helping them become their own people, their own self-reliant people. And that was a very different view. We would prefer, I know it's going to sound terrible, we prefer almost not to have the parents there. We really want... Well, so something, sometimes the, the children wouldn't feel comfortable saying something or voicing an correct, opinion. Correct. Correct. And we want those children, we want we want our members, our adults um, and late teenagers to be able to feel that they can do this. That they don't always have to rely on or a resident parent. manager or, or a parent or a guardian. Right. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nacham Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and our show is being brought to you by the Orthodox Union, the OU, and I'm being joined today, uh, this two days after Pesach now, with Baya Jacob, the director of educational support um, at Yachad. And we've been speaking mostly about the ongoing women's health and wellness series um, that Baya, together with help from a number of social work interns here at Yachad, um, have put together. And this coming Monday is the third out of four uh, sessions which we will focus on your daughter's changing body with Dr. Norman Rafsky and Dr. Anna Tirado, who are both um, coming from Gaylord Hospital in Connecticut, as well as Jory Belkin, a professional doula. Uh, and then the last session is going to be on Monday, April 29th, called Defining Healthy Relationships, where both you and Hannah White, a community liaison for the Brooklyn uh, DA, DA's office, I will discuss defining a healthy relationship. What is a healthy relationship? How did that come about, and how did the Brooklyn DA end up wanting to get involved uh, with this program? Um, we approached her. She is a from woman who um, works in the Brooklyn DA's office specifically with women's groups and teaching them how to protect themselves, um, teaching them what rela- healthy relationships are. And when we approached her, um, she was very excited to be able to be part of this project on how to how to teach our women with um, developmental disabilities about protecting themselves. She described to me the um, 
the need of this because these women are so susceptible to being abused. Abused by family members, abused by strangers, abused by acquaintances, abused by people in homes. They have no outlet of how to protect themselves. They have no outlet of who to speak to. They're afraid. Um, she was very excited to get involved with this project to start educating these women. So is, is that one, that one session specifically going to be geared just towards the individual? I mean, for example, you know, if there's um, a resident manager who is the cause of somebody's concern or unsettling feelings, to have them there also or... Yeah, I'm just looking at it different ways. So it's a hard it's a hard balance because obviously we're not going to ask each person as they walk right. through the well, door, <laughs> have you abused your, somebody your today? Um, <laughs> hopefully the answer will be hopefully. constantly no. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're gearing it really towards the member, um, but we expect there will be resident managers and guardians and parents who will come. Okay, I think it's important to reach as many people as you can right. to just top, you know start to tackle these um, very important topics that right. somebody's finally our feeling is it's not um it's not the numbers in the group of participants if we reach one person at each session that's, that's one, one more, more person, person than we affected yesterday, who we've who protected now, who now can help protect themselves um whether it's nutritionally whether it's with cancer whether it's with sexuality it's one more person who can help take care of themselves and that's really critical right that's really great if you're interested in finding out more about the women's health and wellness series um of yacha you can reach out to batya at batya j at OU.org or 212-613-8127. And as we already said, the next two and last two sessions of this series are coming up on Monday, April 8th, as well as Monday, April 29th. They'll be at 7 p.m. at the OU's National Headquarters at 11 Broadway in downtown Manhattan. Uh, Batya, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Uh, just before we go, going back to what we said earlier, uh, Batya Jacob, on the first night of Pesach, had 46 people at her Seder. 46 people. Uh, I am looking for somebody who had more or had an interesting story or a funny story or something that happens different at their Seder. Batya's Seder, in addition to um, including 98% of the people in West Orange, New Jersey, (laughs) also uh, ran a little game to make the Seder more enjoyable for kids, where for every maca there would be some type of edible component uh, to the program, looking just to find out what other people have done or did or cute ideas or ways to keep the kids involved. If you have any ideas um, or have done something, please send me an email. It's Hagler, E at OU.org. Uh, to everybody who responds and sends an idea or a story, I'm going to be sending a free gift to. Um, so please, it's Hagler, E at OU.org. Please send me um, your ideas, your gifts, your stories. Um, with that in mind, Batya, I want to thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And we look forward uh, to having you on again soon. Absolutely. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad. Uh, with just a few minutes left, uh, we're going to be playing one song in honor of uh, Yom HaShoah, one of my most favorite songs, which we'll get to um, in just a second. Um, but just a couple of uh, upcoming programs. Very important to remember that the Yachad family Shabbaton uh, is coming up, as well as for the first time ever, uh, we will be doing a family Shabbaton out in L.A., out in Los Angeles, and that area for uh, Yachad families on the West Coast. And the main goal of the family Shabbaton is really 
a weekend of respite, a weekend of learning, a weekend of networking, a weekend of finding out more about services that are available to children and young adults and adults with disabilities. Um, so that's really exciting to be able to bring that program um, from the East Coast with a stopover in the Midwest in Chicago last year. Now to be going all the way to the Pacific Ocean uh, with a program in Los Angeles. Um, that program is going to be May 31st uh, to June 2nd. Um, out in LA, and if you're interested in finding out more about that program, please email losangelesyachad at ou.org. And coming up right now, we're going to play the song that I spoke about before, which is one of my more favorite songs. This is Memories by Journeys.
say or do to make things change. Time has a way of passing by so fast, and like a fleeting shadow, no one will recall the faces of the past. One thought gives me comfort. It's all that I have left. Oh, I know that God in heaven won't forget. And that was Journeys with Memories,、um, which I think is an absolute beautiful song, and it goes back to what we were speaking about earlier about Yom Hashoah,、uh, which again is this coming Sunday, April seventh at night, leading into Monday,、uh, April eighth.、Uh, Yom Hashoah, for those of you、uh, who are not familiar, is、uh, the Holocaust Remembrance Day or Holocaust Day,、um, and it was actually inaugurated in 1953. And it was anchored by a law signed by the Prime Minister of Israel at the time, who was David Ben Gurion, and the President of Israel, Yitzhak、uh, Ben Tzvi. And originally, it was actually held on the 27th、uh, day of Nisan, which, as you know, is right after Pesach.、Uh, but and it was it's it's in commemoration of the Warsaw Ghetto uprising back on April 19th, 1943.、Um, And as we spoke about earlier with Baya, it's just so important to continue the education、um, of the Holocaust as the、uh, survivors continue、um, to die out. Just because we just get further and further、uh, away from the Holocaust, it's so important to continue to teach、uh, all of our students and all of our family and friends about the Holocaust,、uh, an event that we hope、uh, that we know will never happen again. It's really just such an important message. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for listening. Coming back to the Jewish reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Derek after what I hope was a very enjoyable and restful Pesach. Again, please send me your fun stories, your enjoyable stories. What happened in your house over Pesach? How many people were at your seder? What was the? What did you use for karpas? I said I'm not a big fan of parsley. Maybe somebody out there likes it.、Uh, please reach out to me to anybody who answers any of the questions. We're going to be sending free gifts to my email address is Hagler E. At ou dot org, please send your emails. I want to thank Baya Jacob, the director of educational support at Yachad, for joining me to speak mostly about the women's health and wellness series. With two more sessions coming up this coming Monday, April eighth, your daughter's changing body with Dr. Norman Rafsky and Dr. Anna Tirado, both of the obstetrics and gynecology department at Gaylord Hospital in Connecticut, as well as Jory Belkin, a professional doula, to speak about the. Your daughter's changing body, and then the last、uh, session will include、uh, defining healthy relationships. Both Hannah White from the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office, as well as Baya Jacob. If you're interested in finding out more about this program, please go to njcd.org/women'shealth, or you can contact Baya directly at bayaj at ou.org or two one two six one three. Eight one two seven. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and you've been listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, here on the Nachum Siegel Network.